this morning. We're reading from Chaitanya Charitamita, Madhya Leela, chapter 5, text 7, from text 7. The title of this chapter is Sarabhama Bhattacharya offers Prasadam. Text 7. Gare Vasikare Pabu Nama Sankitana. Gare Vasikare Prabhu Nama Sankitana. Adveta Siya Kare Prabhura Pujana. Adveta Siya Adveta Siya Kare Prabhura Pujana. Gare Vasikare Prabhu Nama Sankitana. Adveta Siya Kare Prabhura Pujana. Kare Vasikare Prabhu Nama Sankitana. Adveta Siya Kare Prabhura Pujana. Can someone try? Gare Vasi Kare Prabhu Nama Sankitana. Adveta Siya Kare Prabhura Pujana. Advaita-siya-kare-pabhura-pujana <laughs> Anyone else? See, we are not Bengalis, but, you know, just reciting a verse is, is so sweet, you know. <laughs> so imagine, those who were with Lord Chaitanya, how they were enjoying their lives. <laughs> yeah. So what for what translation? By A.C. Is confined to China, Sila AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Maharaj Kijay. Gare Vasi, sitting in his room, Kare, performs, Prabhu, lost Sri Chitanya Mahaprabhu, Nama Sankirtan, chanting on beads, Advaita, Advaita Acharya, Asya, coming, kare, performs, prabhura, a prabhura pujana, or worship of the worship of the Lord. Translation: Sitting in his room, Sucheteyamaha Prabhu will chant on his beads, and Advaita Prabhu will come there to worship the Lord. Please kindly respond for repeat. Sitting 
uh, sitting in his room, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will chant on his beads. And Advaita Prabhu will come there to worship the Lord. So I just go to text 8. So Gandhi Saladina Padiyap Achamana Sovange Lepaye Prabhu Rasu Gandhi Chandan. While worshipping Suchitaya Mahaprabhu, Advaita Acharya will offer him scented water to wash his mouth and feet. Then Advaita will smear very fragrance and wood pulp all over his body. Gale Maladena Mataya Tulasi Manjari Yoda hat Yoda hatis tuti kare pade namaskari. See, Advaita Prabhu will also place a flower garland around the Lord's neck and uh, tulasi flower, flowers, manjaris on his head. Then, with his folded hands, then with folded hands, Advaita Prabhu will offer obeisances and prayers unto the Lord. Puja Patri Puspa Tulasi Sechaye Achila Sei Sabda Lana Prabhu Achaye Pujila. After being worshipped by Advaita Acharya, Suchitaya Mahaprabhu will take the dish containing flowers and Tulasi and with whatever paraphernalia remain, worship Advaita Acharya. Hmm. Worship here is reciprocal. <laughs> the reciprocity of worship. Yosi so sinamo stute e mantra pade mukta vadya kare prabhu asaya achayire. Suchitaya Mahaprabhu will worship Advaita Acharya by chanting the mantra. Whatever you are, you are. But I offer my respects unto you. In addition, the Lord will make some sounds within his mouth that will make Advaita Acharya laugh. So, again, this is... Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about practice, the practice of devotional culture. I mean, Chaitanya Chattamita is about the practice of devotional culture. And basically we find in each page of the Chaitanya Chattamita, the spiritual transaction or the spiritual relationships being exhibited by the devotees is so... uh, Inspiring. It's so motivating. And therefore, after reading Bhagavad Gita and understanding the philosophy of the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, when we come to have a glimpse 
into the pastimes of Lachetama Prabhu and his devotees. From the Chetan Chatamita, we find it's a very significant correlation between the lost activities and the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. It's just like you, someone develops a theory. Okay, say, uh, servant leadership theory by Greenleaf. Or uh, ethical leadership, hmm? originally propounded by Lord Krishna in the Gita, or the, or the, all the other people, and the other management scholars, other management scholars now they're claiming that, you know, they are the theories of ethical leadership. But Krishna is the original proponent of ethical leadership in the Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> so, there is the principle of ethical leadership, but that's just a theory or a model. Now, if the practitioner wants to get some, desire some results, he has to apply that model or that theory in his life or her life. And this is what exactly what Chitema Prabhu is doing. Now he's the Lord. And Adweta comes to worship him. And he, he, he worships Adweta back. <laughs> he worships Adweta back. So I remember, I remember one time uh, I was in Gitanagri. That time uh, Bhaktita Swami was passing away. And so his holiness Radha Maharaj, uh, he requested him to be there to sit through to his uh, for his transition. So I remember one time, uh, I was I was there also, and then Radha Maharaj was coming. So he went. He was coming to uh, his uh, one of his grandmother's uh, god sister's place and getting angry. So we were there to to greet him, and then as he came. You know, because traditionally, as we were trained by Bhakti Chaita, he wanted us to honor all of his god brothers and god sisters the way we honor him. So, in other words, we give everyone, all of his god brothers and god sisters, the same treatment. <clears throat> and so, Nara Maharaj came, and then we paid obeisances to him. We were there in this, uh, his god sister's place. I don't remember his name. So, he paid obeisances. Uh, we, we paid obeisances to him. You know, as soon as he comes, we pay, no, this, that's a tradition. Although now things are changing. Uh, <laughs> so in a Vedic culture, when we see Sanyasi, uh, we, pay, we pay obeisances to, to him. I, I remember one time, <laughs> let me divert a little bit. I remember one time in, one time in Vrindavan, I was in Vrindavan, and there was this devotee from the U.S., I don't want to mention name. Uh, so, uh, he's from Pennsylvania. And then, uh, now he's, he used to be very antagonistic against practically, you know, everybody. So then, normally if he sees me, if he sees me in, in the U.S., no, he behaves as if he doesn't, he doesn't even know me. But then, he, he, I, was, I was shocked in Vrindavan. He saw me and he paid a business. So I was, I was shocked. I said, well, look, is it, I said, is it not this guy? <laughs> but, you know, when he came back to the U.S., he said, he, I think he's done some devotees that he saw me and he quickly paid a business. <laughs> 
he was smart. He was being smart in Vrindavan <laughs> because he doesn't want to incur multiplicity of you know sinful reactions. So the worship of the Acharya is there. Lachitanya is our original Acharya. So Advaita Acharya is one of his associates, but yeah, he's still is still obligated to worship Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Lord Krishna himself who has appeared in the form of a devotee. And Advaita Acharya knew this. So he comes to, you know, to worship the Lord, perform some puja to the Lord, and then the Lord in return worships Advaita back. So one could wonder what is going on here? Yeah, but, you know, you it's just a normal thing that love begets love. Love is reciprocal. Service or the, or the puja that we perform to the Lord is not just some mechanical thing, but it's based, it's based on loving relationship. And so Lord, Lord Chaitanya Prabhu also reciprocated by worshipping Advaita. So we had this observation when Adana Maharaj came there and we paid obeisances to him, he paid, he paid also obeisances. So then, you know, I don't keep my mouth shut. So I, I, told, I told him that, Maharaj, see, you are a guru. We pay obeisances to you. You don't need to pay obeisances. He, he didn't utter a single word. One word he didn't utter. So with, after the uh, welcome and all this stuff, so we left. But then the next morning, he was giving back time class, and he used me to give the class. He said, you know, yeah, uh, yesterday when I came, you know, uh, Vasudev and some other devotees came to greet me, and the period of business, the period of business is back, and he queried me, why have to do that? So he was giving explanation, and everybody was just laughing. Uh, he was giving explanation that, actually, I didn't pay business to anybody's body. The super soul is there in each and everyone's heart, even in the dog's heart, so it is duty, ob- obligatory for any uh, uh, advanced devotee to be able to see that super soul and respect that super soul because it's Krishna. So then, <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know, completely like, you know, address the whole, all, 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 my whole query in the day that he kept silent. But then the next day he came to explain to everybody. So the bottom line is that there's reciprocity of everything. If we are serving someone and, okay, take, take for instance, if someone greets you in the morning, uh, Hare Krishna Prabhu or Hare Krishna uh, uh, Mataji, and you don't say anything, you, you, uh, will they feel happy? No. First of all, communication has not taken place. If someone, for instance, greets you and you don't greet them back, their communication has not taken place. They may even feel disrespected. Of course, in the 21st century, with all of this, you know, uh, legal system, uh, that, is, that is an emotional abuse. If someone greets you and you don't greet them back, it's called emotional abuse. <laughs> so, the worship of the Lord, is, we just see, sometimes we say, when we worship the Lord, the Lord reciprocates. Here, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is demonstrating that reciprocation. 
but in the form of worship also to Advaita Acharya. So, Lord Krishna may not worship us, but he is reciprocating because he mentions that in his worship, if even we are not, you know, the Raja Rishis who have so much of money, the kings who have so much of uh, resources, if we even offer him a leaf, a flower, water, whatever that is at is our disposal. But that offering has to do with love because it is, the, it, it is that love, that loving emotion that captures the Lord. And so Advaita did not just go there to do some puja, but then the intensity of the love is what made Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to reciprocate. There is that in, intense internalized connect, uh, connectedness when this puja was going on. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also wanted to relish that by, you know, reciprocating. And so we can't mechanically do this, but then we can practice how to be responsive to someone's service, someone's uh, offering of love. Yeah. <clears throat> In this way, Advaita Acharya and Sri Chaitanya Prabhu would offer their respectful obeisances to each, uh, unto each other. Then Advaita will extend an invitation to Sujatama Prabhu again and again. In this, Sujatama Prabhu's invitation is another wonderful story. It has been very vividly described by Vrindavan Dastakur. Since Advaita Charya's invitation has been described as still of Vrindavan Dastakur, I shall not repeat, I shall not repeat the story. But I shall say that other devotees also extended invitations to Chichitama Mahaprabhu. So again, inviting, uh, inviting this, the Acharya, the spiritual master, or a devotee, uh, it's just it's a normal thing in the Vedic culture. So we find again in the case of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees. <clears throat> his devotees will always uh, they'll be struggling, fighting, in quote, who gets to invite him to come? But to come and do what? For loving exchange. To give him, to offer him some prasadam. Because we all have serving, service attitude. Whether we like it or not, we do have service attitude. We find that even the president, uh, presidential aspirant in politics, he will always, you know, be making the propaganda that vote me into power. I will serve. I will serve you. You know, <laughs> but, you know we know we know their type of service. <laughs> I remember some years ago, <laughs> there was this politician who goes about to different communities. You know telling the people, reminding the people the type of service he has done to them. Now you should vote me into power. But devotional service is not that type of, you know, service attitude. <clears throat> we don't do the service and then we're targeting tomorrow and make some campaign, you know, vote me into this position. Yeah. 
I did this service for you. I helped you. You remember? So, can you give me a vote? <laughs> so, it is a service attitude that is born out of love without any hidden agenda. Without any hidden motive. So, so generally, in a material world, if people even try to well, find some people, they will want to do some service. But at the back of their mind, they're thinking, what am I going to gain from this service? Yeah, but when we are serving Krishna, we should think that Krishna, basically, it seems that he's free. I mean, he's like a pro bono, <laughs> pro, pro, pro bono service. <laughs> pro bono service means you don't get paid for it. <laughs> And people like to do pro bono service. Especially here in America, in Canada, people like to do pro bono. Because now, these days, it even goes, they want to see that in your CV. If you're applying for any position, they want to see that in your CV. Are you community-oriented? What services have you done to the community without charges? It's called pro bono. And so here we are doing this so the highest type of pro bono service, devotional service to Lord Krishna. <laughs> but Krishna reciprocates. Krishna actually rewards us. He mentions in the Gita, I mean, he mentions in the, uh, in the Bhagavatam that whatever service his devotee, his devotee does, it doesn't go for free. And even in the Gita, Lord Krishna mentions that as this turned on to me, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I recipro- he reciprocates accordingly. And therefore, it is important for us to understand. First thing it's important for us to understand, whom are we doing all these services for? When we have that in the tip of our fingers, then we don't have to wait for someone to come and remind us about our services. Because it seems like it's free. But it's not free. I mean, it's like you take at the end of the month, if you're a worker, a professional, at the end of the month, you put some money, you deposit some money in your, in your account. You don't feel very much at ease. But the money is not wasted. You are going to get, you get to get to use that money at a, at a time of need. If you say, well, I don't need to, I don't need to save anything. All right, good for you. When there's an emergency, you don't have, you don't have any uh, money in the bank. You will not also get, uh, uh, it will be difficult for you to get a loan. Oh, yeah. So, a devotional service that is being demonstrated here is meant for us to, be, to take a cue from that. Because service, even Lord Chaitanya, is serving the devotees. That's an important point here. Lord Chaitanya himself is serving his own devotees. It's not that, the, okay, we're just serving the Lord and he's enjoying. But himself, he is serving the devotees. There is, there is uh, a fulfillment in serving than receiving service. Oh, yeah? 
If you serve him, you feel, you feel, you feel, you have that inner joy. If you're receiving service, you should also know that you've been propositioned. So if you're serving the Lord, we are, prop- we are, prop- we are propositioning the Lord. And then he becomes like an obligation. He has to respond. So, this underlining subtle concepts or principles in service, exchange of services, they're very much important for us to imbibe so that we don't have to waste any time in trying to get something to do. But yeah, we know, or we repeatedly, we hear, we remind ourselves that this service we are doing is purifying, but how, how, does, what is it, what, how does it work? This is how it works. That you compel the Lord. The Lord is forced to respond, to reciprocate. He's bound by that loving service. I mean, it's like, I was explaining the like, you have, you have some resources, you have money, and you're so sick, you're going, going to pass away. You showed your accounts to the person you think that loves you the most. Not somebody who, is, who doesn't care. <laughs> no. So in the same way, the Lord actually is uh, more, more ready than we are to be able to render, render services to help us, to help us to grow. So any service we perform, that goes into our bank balance for our spiritual, to facilitate, to enhance our spiritual growth. So here is a special, a special case of no loss, in practice, no loss or diminution. In this, Sichita Mahaprabhu invited Adweta's invitation to another wonderful, it's a wonderful story. It has been widely described by Vrindavan Dastako. So Vrindavan Dastako, he wrote the Chaitanya, Chaitanya Bhagwat. And the Chaitanya Bhagwat is very detailed. So uh, the author is saying here, well, Vrindavan Dastakur has already described this uh, event in his, in his book. I don't want to make, I don't want to repeat it here again. Why does he want to, does, why does he want to repeat, why he doesn't want to repeat it? Yes? Why does he want to repeat it? That's one thing. Another, any other point? Why, why the author doesn't want to repeat what Vrindavan Thakur has already documented in his Chaitanya Bhagavad? Why? Yes? The same? Anyone, anyone else to add something? Yes, Mataji, you want to add something? Yes, anyone? <clears throat> There's a tradition, uh, especially in scholarship. There's a tradition that you want to, you want, you want, you want your work to capture people's people's heart, people to go for it. Present something new. <laughs> Don't go and repeat what someone has said. Then it's called 
bridge, bridging the gap in the literature. Because if it be what someone has already, uh, um, already written, someone reads the book, he says, oh, but I, I, I know about this. I read, <laughs> I read it in Vrindavan Dasta course, you know, Chetan Bhagwat. It's there in Vrindavan. So he wants to give something that is not available somewhere else. He doesn't want to repeat something that is already available somewhere else. Yes, it will make the book bulky, but the, the implication, the scholarship implication is that he wants to bridge a gap in the literature. What's, what is missing, he wants to put it there. So he doesn't want to go on repeating it and make the book just unnecessarily voluminous. Yeah, so these wonderful activities. Again, so we're fine. It's all the things that we are really... We're really looking for, uh, looking, uh, looking out to see, even the academic world. They are there in, you know, in the, in the Vedic literature, in the exchange of exchange between the devotees. And therefore, it is important for us to scrutinizingly study the scriptures. Chaitanya Prabhu. In one important point here is that Sankirtan is explained that he's chanting on bees. But Sankirtan also means congregational, you know, chanting, a book distribution. But here it specifically means, and it's in a contextual term here. Chanting on beads. Lochitain was chanting. Even Lochitain was chanting on beads. <laughs> Even Lord Chaitanya was chanting on beads. Was chanting Japa. Uh, there was one of these, uh, I don't remember his name, but one of Lord Brahma's sons. Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma's sons. Um, I don't, I, I can't, I don't, I've forgotten his name. But, you know, one day he came into pay obeisances to, to, his, to his father. He taught, you know, Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma, no? He taught his father. He's a supreme lord. So when he came to pay obeisances to Lord Brahma, a peep, oh yeah, his name is Pipalada. A Pipalada came to pay obeisances to Lord Brahma, and then he saw, he saw his father, <laughs> Johnny Mara. <laughs> he, he was confused. <laughs> but then, you know, when you're confused, clarification is needed. But, but how? Questions. So he questioned his father. He said, excuse me, dad. <laughs> In modern terms. <laughs> I, I, we thought you had a supreme personality. You had a supreme lord. You also turned mala. Whose names are you chanting? So Lord Brahma explained to him that, yeah, you are taught, you are not far from the truth, I am the supreme lord of this universe. <laughs> but this universe is just one of the smallest universes in the whole of the cosmic creation. I'm chanting Krishna's names. Krishna 
is the overall supreme personality of God in charge of all the universes. So even we, the different Brahmas of different universes, we chant Krishna's names. Yes, in our universe, in this universe, I am the supreme Lord. <laughs> so if Lord Brahma chants Krishna's names. Lord Chaitanya himself is chanting Japa. Lord Brahma chants Japa. So it's not something that, okay, oh, you want to be a disciple, you chant Japa. And everybody chants Japa. So, but so why chant Japa? Why? Yes, for our purification. If we want to go back to Godhead, that's one of the essential ingredients that you know, underlies the system of spiritual emancipation. And so the important point here is to be able to encourage all of us to go on doing what we are doing, chanting, because the Lord himself is a good example in all of these activities in the Sankirtan movement. Hare Krishna. Any comments or questions? That is all. Yes. So, so they didn't want to. He didn't. The, it was already written, so he didn't want to repeat it. But many, many of our acharyas have made commentaries on the Bhagavad Gita, which is, you could say, well, it's already been done. So, what's the difference? Mm. Uh, each acharya have their 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 different realizations, and. You also find that, okay, for instance, if you read uh, the commentaries of Vishnu Chakravati Thakur, really very deep. He takes, he takes one thing and then he connects it to a really deep aspect of Krishna's pastime. And in that way, you know, the devotee relishes what is, ordinarily speaking, hidden from the common, from the, uh, from, from everybody. So then he connects you to that deeper level. And now we find that Bhaktisiddhanta's, uh, in Bhaktisiddhanta's teachings, his uh, commentaries, he, he, he literally like, <laughs> you can't distribute Bhaktisiddhanta's teachings on the road because they're just, they're just too sophisticated. He says one thing and you have to look for a dictionary. So, the different acharyas, the different commentaries, they have different mellows, different audiences. And that makes the whole variety, that variety makes the whole thing so juicy. Yeah, remember uh, somebody, what's the name of this devotee uh, who did his, he did his PhD in religion and was, he, he, I think on, he did his thesis on the Gita. It's after the dissertation, he, he made it a book. So I think some people were asking, oh, Prabhupada already done, I already made a commentary on the Gita, why have to? <laughs> so this question is very, is very pertinent. <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
the verse or verse translation, the meanings of the verse. So verse are the same, meanings are the same, and their personal comments they provide. Over here, Brindavandas Thakur was direct associate of Lord Nityananda Prabhu, and by whose uh, impression the Krishna Dashkobiras Goswami ultimately writing the Chaitanya Charitamrita by his request. And uh, over here, because the method, the life story, the verses are the same, so he can't rewrite again in the same word. So commentary and the verses are different. So that's why the Vrindavan Das Thakurs, he writes the verses, Krishna Das Kuras Goswami don't want to give that same verse again. And also, uh, in the very beginning, when Chaitanya Charitamrita doesn't start writing yet by Krishna Das Kuras Goswami, when Vrindavan Das Thakur are explaining to Chaitanya, uh, to Krishna Das Kuras Goswami about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda Prabhu's pastime, and that time, Vrindavan Das Thakur said, you have to promise one thing. The promise is, you should not mention my name anywhere in your books. <laughs> yeah. right? So he said, yes, I'm not going to be mentioned, but as a guru, as Maharaj mentioned, that's, you know, you can always pay obeisances to guru and you can always glorify to guru. So Krishna Dasgavara Goswami accepted Vrindavan Dastakura as a guru. And that's why every time he's paying the obeisances and he's saying, you know, whatever I'm saying, this is all by Mahaprasad of Vrindavan Dastakura. So he's not saying directly, but indirectly he mentioning. So that's the way, the commentary and the things, I feel it is a little different. Thank you very much. All right. And you want to say something? You have never said anything in the class before. Can you say something today? He's a very great cook. Thank you. Uh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, Earlier we, we were talking about the hidden motivation during the service. When we do service, there should be no <laughs> any kind of hidden motivate. But like always whenever we pray or do service, it comes in my it comes in mind like kind of uh, like for example during the exam time we think uh, like we should, I'm doing lots of service, I should get the good result. If something is going in bad in family, we pray for that. So like it's always some motive during the prayer services remain in heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that, that is not a political motivation. The motivation I'm talking about is that we're doing something and then we want people around to recognize us that, hey, look, I, I did this, I did this, okay. It's your turn now to, you know. <laughs> you reciprocate. <laughs> Do something for me in return. Because whatever we're doing, Krishna actually awards the result. There's not, I, I'm, I'm not uh, a person, I'm not a, I am an advocate of prayers. Lord Krishna himself, you know, he taught us the, the, the art of praying. Lord Chaitanya taught us the art of praying. So there's nothing wrong in prayers. If you don't pray to Krishna about your family's situation or whatever problem you're having, who, whom, whom are you going to pray to? Yeah, you may say, well, Krishna already knows. Why do I need to pray? 
Yes, Krishna knows, but Krishna also wants us to identify that we are helpless, that we need him. He knows that. He knows what problems we have, but he also wants us. I mean, it's like an invitation. Invitation, okay. We're inviting the Lord. Yeah, look, I have this problem. I'm helpless. Sometimes, you know, people ask me, oh, you've not come to a temple for long. I say, oh, in America, you can't go to a place without invitation. <laughs> you can get arrested, you know. If you just walk into someone's compound on, the, on this, uh, uh, on this uh, road, you enter into any compound and then you just walk in. They, first thing they just call, they call the police. So, you're inviting the Lord to help you. There's no harm in that. Okay? I think sometimes we really miss cue. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, the Mahamantra is the greatest of all prayers. We are praying to the Lord, engage me in your service. But there's nothing wrong. I remember one, uh, one time Prabhupada paid obeisances, and then he stayed for a little bit extra, extra time. And then when he got up, you know, one of his disciples who was there with him said, Prabhupada, you paid, you paid obeisances and you didn't get them on time. What's going on? Why, why could it, I mean, what, what was happening? Prabhupada said he's praying, to, he's praying to Krishna that he should not fall down. <laughs> Can Prabhupada even fall down? No. But he's just showing us the example that we should, you know, be dependent on the Lord. We should acknowledge that we are weak. We should invite the Lord to come into our life to help us out. Does it make some meaning to you? Yeah. So there's nothing wrong in you, you know, uh, being surrendered to the Lord with all of your problems. The Lord knows our problems. But it's also good that we acknowledge that to the Lord and that we seek for His help. Okay? Afterwards, whatever we do is not even by our power. Krishna is a, is a strength in us. Whatever you are doing, wonderful services you're doing, cooking, whatever. Krishna is just using you as an instrument. But still, we need to acknowledge that uh, I'm an instrument in your hand. Use me in the best way you can. You understand the point? All right. Okay, so thank you very much, everyone, for coming. Okay, Jay.